Ladies and gentlemen, by the power of Grayskull, this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yay, it's back! Yes! <laughs> yes! It's back! <laughs> yes! And remember, you can't spell advertisements without semen between the tits. We will meet again! Amazing. Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. It's a Hello. spelling joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantar Major. And I'm a sun drenched farmer's boy who lifted up a shed, Michael Lister. <laughs> <laughs> and you're now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yeah. Yes. You are experiencing it through the medium of audio waves into your brain. And it yep. stays there until next week when we do it all over again. <laughs> yep. And everything you just heard will have been erased from your mind. Yeah. We can only hope. Retain. We can only hope. This is a one time deal. Yes, it will it's not last forever. It's a Black Friday forever. deal, one day only. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Welcome to Black Friday, where every week it's Friday. No, it's Cyber Monday. <laughs> oh, it's Cyber, Mo- Cyber Monday. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We don't talk about work on the show anymore. No. Um, I thought it was no Undie Monday. No Undie Monday. I like that better. That's more Australian. <laughs> um, as you can tell, Fully is back. Yay! The crew. Oh, oh, back. oh she is. Yes. <laughs> yes. The crew is back. We're back together again. Um, after three weeks, it's been yeah, three. Yeah. It's been three weeks since the last time the three of us were all on the show. Mm-hmm. So that that is very exciting. Yeah. Um. Uh, Everybody's so been busy. We've all been very busy now that we're out of lockdown here in Melbourne. So it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, nothing else to say except we have lots of cool shit to talk about. Yeah. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Because Fulia, you've been gone for a couple of weeks. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure there's been stuff and things and such stuff and things that and you've such. been that you've been watching. I wish that was the case. <laughs> I didn't watch as much as I really wanted to. Um, I I have been continuing my binge on Grace and Frankie. Uh, oh, I'm now on the final season, um, which is apparently not done yet because um. they've only aired the first four episodes of season seven uh, so far. And then the last how many ever episodes are coming out next year. Um, okay. So and it's the final season of yeah. the show, yeah, which I'm really looking forward to because I've been really enjoying this show. Yeah, it's been good. a lot of fun um, watching, you know, old people in their relationships and their dramas. 
It's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) And Jane Fonda, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So good. I absolutely love her in this. Great. So much sass. (laughs) Very nice. Um, And the other thing I will mention that I watched, I got a chance to watch a movie this time. Mm -hmm. And it's Jungle Cruise. Oh, you watched Jungle Cruise. I watched Jungle Cruise. All right, what's the verdict? It was all right. Oh. It wasn't great. Oh, I'm going to hate it then. <laughs> if that's Fulia's reaction, I'm definitely not going to like it. I've heard like, it, it's on the same sort of deal as Pirates of the Caribbean. I was just about to say it's sort of on that wavelength. But the first Pirates of the Caribbean film is awesome, though. Well, at least I, I think, think so. I, I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean wins the contest on this one. Yeah, it's better. Much better. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so, like, this one, the Jungle Cruise is probably on par with, like, part four or five in the Pirates franchise, maybe. Maybe. Um, mm. There's just, like, there was just, like, a couple of similarities to the first film. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Um, Interesting. But instead of it being Pirates... Um, it was actually people from history. <laughs> ah. Well, not fictional, not history, Hi- fictional history. Oh, like famous characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and yeah, a bit of a plot twist you find out later in the movie about Dwayne Johnson's character, but I won't say that here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Emily Blunt was, had a lot of sass. She was, oh, cool. she was she was quite fun to watch. She's a sassy lady. That's, very, very. That's nice. Um, and the the bond that comes together between her and Dwayne is just it's good. It's really it's like it's sweet by the end of it. Oh, cute. <laughs> that's nice. Um, and yeah, uh, and then you have an extra traveler as well. I I can't remember whether it was uh, Emily Blunt's character's like sibling or friend. I think it's a friend. Mm. Um, and yeah, so they all travel together and it's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, like it just, it wasn't as exciting for me. Okay. Yeah. Like you would, you you probably, like, yeah, you probably won't like it as much <laughs> either. I mean, you'd appreciate it for what it is. Okay. But you, yeah, I don't know. All right, I won't rush to watch it then. No. It's on Disney+. Plus. I'll, it's get, on Disney+. I'll get to it eventually. You can get around to it. It's yes. fine. I just, I really like Emily Blunt a lot. I think she's awesome. She does a really good job in this movie. Okay. She really does. Right. Um, and I do like um, Dwayne's performance as well. I just feel like this. I think the story kind of let them down a little bit. Oh. Yeah. That's annoying. I think that's, a, that's the only problem okay. with that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been watching this week. Uh, what about you, Michael? What have you been watching? Me? Well, I'm still on mat leave. Well, what do you call it? Paternity leave? Pat, pat leave? Pat leave. Dad leave. Um, dad leave. My dad left and to get cigarettes, so he hasn't come back. Um, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not depressing at all. No, no, no. This is not what <laughs> this is not what this pe- podcast is all about. No, <laughs> but I've, uh, as I said, still on still on leave, and I've spent a lot of time watching stuff because you know, trying trying to juggle um, uh, parenting skills with uh, upping my parenting skills to to accommodate uh, two children, 
it's, it's a lot of sitting down and, and making sure my um, uh, little baby is still alive. So it's <laughs> so, so mm-hmm. watching a lot of stuff. Um, this week uh, uh, dropped a lot of stuff that I actually sat down to watch and enjoyed. Uh, Masters of the Universe, of course. I watched part two. And, Yay! And that was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very, um, what's the word? Not enjoyable. Um, I mean, it is enjoyable, but digestible. Like, yeah. For, yeah, for like I a would... binge. It was very digestible. It was like, yes, I, 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 I do like these sort of little episodes, but they sort of blend into each, into yeah. each other. And it actually works. Yeah. Well. I felt the same. Yeah. And mm. who knows? Season two? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Another thing that that has um, come out and I've binge watched was F is for Family season five. The Ah. yeah, it's the final season, Uh, and yeah, that was that was a bit of fun. And (laughs) my wife was just listening to it because she she didn't really sit down to watch it, but she was hearing all these awful stuff and was like, "What are you watching?" Is like it's a family show. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I like it, but I like it. That's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's a. It went full circle, and it's sort of a sweet, sweet ending, of, uh, sort of tying up loose ends, and it it, it worked. And um, uh, it's the show that um, <laughs> that actually has. Uh, the intro of the song is is from um, uh, Guardians, of course. Yeah, yeah. Come get your love. Yeah, and yeah. and funny enough, it actually finished finished with uh, "Surrender" by Cheap Tricks. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and I was going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's hilarious. It was sort of a melancholy sort of ending, and I thought, yeah, it it, it does fit with that, and. It just <laughs> just got me to re-listen to the um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two soundtrack, and then it got up to Cat Stevens' uh, father and son, and I just burst out into tears. Oh, Mike! What? Just looking at my son on the on the floor, just not not giving a shit about anything. I was like, eh, I want to be around for you, and <laughs> yeah, and that was a bit of fun. Uh, I, I would recommend it, but probably no one on this panel. <laughs> and more on that later Uh, something that also came out was the first South Park movie quote unquote for Paramount Plus oh yeah yeah it sort of snuck under the radar of it of it releasing and and I just stumbled upon it and was like oh this yeah this was out (laughs) so I sat down and watched it it, it's called um, Post-Covid it takes place in the future, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. Anything else, it will just spoil it. Yeah, right. So I would recommend that to people who, who like South Park as well. Very cool. Mm. Does it, like, connect to the pandemic special they did? Or... Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, the pandemic special, and there was another one. Mm. It was it sort of like two episodes before before that. And sort of blended into each other. So yeah, so essentially it was like the pan- 
if you've watched that, then you probably get what's happening with, yeah, within okay. this movie. And then apparently there's going to be another movie later on in the year, probably in December. Yeah, cool. So I'm happy with that. I nice reopened my Paramount Plus account. Apparently I can actually watch it on Amazon Prime through there. Like you can watch Paramount Plus through Amazon Prime or you can watch South Park through Amazon Prime? Uh, no. Um, Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to Paramount Plus as well as Shudder that I want to do one day. Uh, the yeah. sort of horror um, streaming app. Yeah. And they call them channels. So I, I, think they're probably yeah. do- I think they're probably doing like a deal or so- something. Uh, yeah, you can't oh. get Disney Plus. I don't know why. Um, or anything <laughs> like that. So, so yeah, I watched it yeah, on there. I think, yeah, I think they made it kind of like a, uh, what is it called again? Um, a bundle? Kind of, yeah, kind of like what Foxtel used to do where you get to buy channels. That's yeah. what Amazon's kind of Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't realize that was a thing. Okay. Which I don't mind that okay. because when we had Paramount, Paramount Plus for the first time, uh, you could we, we couldn't stream it on the big TV because for some reason the, the, TV itself couldn't get the app, so you couldn't stream mm. it onto there. Had to mirror your um, uh, phone or whatever device that yeah. you had. But now it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, now it's on uh, Amazon Prime. You can go through the Amazon Prime app. So I'm happy, and my daughter's happy too because you get to watch as much Paw Patrol as you can because that's on <laughs> <laughs> that's on Paramount. Yeah, all Plus. the Nickel- all the Nickelodeon stuffs on Paramount. Yeah. And yes. and I sort of started to watch uh, Invaded Invader Zim because <laughs> I didn't really get to see see that as a kid, and I like the movie that's on uh, Netflix. So yeah, so so yeah, and I suppose that it. Um, I've restarted watching Rebels because of Ahsoka coming out, and also X Men for just some shits and gigs. Uh, Hell yeah! And I am going to this week, wa- going to watch uh, Beatles Get Back. That's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm thinking about watching that as well. It's getting good. Like the hype behind it seems to be real. Yeah, I suppose. Like my, like I, I saw, I saw there was one like by like byline headline something about like you know, you're meeting the Beatles in a different way, sort of thing. Yeah, that's never been done. It was recommended. I was going to have a look at it, and uh, what really clinched my uh, recommendation was my brother-in-law, who's a real muso, and he, you know, it's the Beatles, of course, and he's seen it like from start to finish. <laughs> he he like like downed he downed it in one one sitting, and he was very tired the next day. <laughs> so uh, a very good watch, I reckon. So I'll I'll talk about it next week. Nice. Look forward to it. So, what about you, Kendall? What are you doing next week? Curveball. <laughs> Curveball. I don't know. I will be doing this podcast. <laughs> Aha. And that's about all I can tell. A plug within a plug. A plug within a plug within a plug. Uh, yes. So, my weekly watchings, um, apart from my usual X-Files watch... I um, watched um, the first part of the Lego Masters 
Brixmas special. I still need to catch up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was really looking forward to talking to you about it. I'm so busy. We've been very busy. We'll talk about it next week. At least you'll be able to binge it in one go. Yeah, I think both of them. Part part two comes out today. Today, the time of recording. So then you just do them back to back. Whereas Mm -hmm. I've had to wait in suspense for who's going to win this thing. (laughs) Um, But it's it's very good. You've got something cool to look forward to. It's fun. Um, I enjoyed the builds. I enjoyed uh, some of the celebrities they brought on. Um, I didn't realize Sophie Monk was as hilarious as she is. She's actually really funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should watch is, her in is, um, uh, not Hard Quiz, uh, Hard Chat. Uh, when oh, Tom Gleason was doing her and that Tom Gleason. on uh, the Weekly, so that's on YouTube. Yeah. And she okay, was, she was quite hilarious on that. So. Oh. Yeah, she seems to have kind of a um, sort of a deadpan humor to her. Like she just kind of te- says it as it is, and it just happens to be funny. Yeah. Like she's just kind of naturally funny. Mm-hmm. She in sort of way. turned into like the uh, the uh, wine mum at <laughs> at the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has. She absolutely has. Um, and it's it's great. So I really enjoyed watching her. Um, and it was also really good to see uh, former contestants on the show yeah. come back um, and and compete once again. Uh, so that was that was really good. And then of course just Hamish being Hamish. Yeah. Um, Gotta love Hamish. Yeah, and Brickman being Brickman. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then yes, uh, as you mentioned, Mike, uh, I too partook in Masters of the Universe Revelation Part Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, and that was awesome. Uh, very good ending. Very good follow up to part the first. I I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, <laughs> oh man, um, I don't even know what to say without spoiling it. Um, because there's a there was like a couple of really cool things that happened that I was like, like I think I literally cheered at one point. I was like, yes, <laughs> um, so that was nice. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It was totally, like, whereas the first part felt way more episodic, the second part was like a through, like, it was just one big episode split into five parts, really. Um, uh, at least that's how I kind of felt about it. And I realized that I was watching it. I'm like, this all just kind of has blurred together a bit, um, <laughs> which is totally fine um, because it was all pretty epic and fantastic and there were things I didn't expect. And, yeah, maybe a second season, maybe. Without ruining too much, hmm. there might be a second season. Uh, I hope so because it's yeah, it's it's this was really really good. So very glad to have watched that. Um, and and then yeah, last night I went to the cinema and I watched uh, Venom: Let There Be Carnage. Nice, mm. uh, which was also very good. Um, like not the best movie I've ever seen, but super entertaining. Like. I laughed my ass off. Like, they really leaned into the whole Eddie-Venom relationship. (laughs) And the banter between the two of them made the movie for me. Like, without Tom Hardy, this movie would not have worked uh, the same way. So I was very pleased, uh, very pleased with with his performance and the way that they they did it. It's a very short movie. It's only 90 minutes, uh, 95 minutes. Um... But yeah, there's one hell of a post-credit scene, 
that you don't want to miss. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you don't know what it is. Nope. You know what it is, don't I you? I know what it is because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have to say this on air. It's not a spoiler. But when I was in the cinema and I knew, I knew what it was going in. So I was like eagerly anticipating the reaction from the crowd. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll just, I'll just say that I heard there was a very audible, Oh my God, <laughs> like kind of shouted out from someone's seat. We're talking so... trolls too, sort of, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating her and they're going to eat me. They're going to eat me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, nothing will ever be on that level. Um, <laughs> that's that's unreachable. Um, but, yeah, it was like it was good. If you're a fan of the first film, you'll definitely like this one. Um, that's for sure. Um, I Yeah. And I hope they make a third one because I really want more Venom and Eddie action. Mm. So, yeah. Go check it out. Who knows? They, de- they, they set it up for a third one because, of course, they do. But... Who knows? Um, who knows what will happen? Where and who knows where we will see Eddie and Venom next? Um, but that's it for me in my weekly <laughs> watching. Um, it's been good. It's been good. Awesome. It's been a good week. All right, let's stop that right there because we have some nerdy news to get into. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right, it's nerdy news time. And we have to start off the news this week by paying our respects to uh, the legend... That is Stephen Sondheim, who passed away uh, at the age of 91. Um, for those who don't know, he is one of the most prolific uh, musical theatre uh, contributors in American history, really. Um, you know, a legend of the stage, a legend of Broadway. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just, just an absolute icon of the industry. Um, he's most known... Uh, for um, contributing the lyrics to uh, West Side Story, which is pretty huge. Um, so uh, I didn't actually know that. Um, so that's pretty fantastic. Uh, West Side Story, of course, is one of the biggest plays ever and went on to become one of the biggest musical films ever uh, because it won 10 Oscars um, in the year it came out. So it's pretty insane. Um, so that's pretty spectacular. He also worked on, uh, a bunch of other musicals, uh, including Company, Follies, A Little Night Music, and Sweeney Todd as well, um, and Into the Woods. Um, so a couple of other notable ones, uh, most of which have been, uh, adapted into, to film, um, which is which is really cool, but yeah, uh, he's just going to leave behind an insane legacy, uh, not just for the the works, but the the accolades he received. He won eight Grammys, nine Tony Awards, he got a Lifetime Achievement uh, Award uh, and an Oscar, and a Pulitzer Prize for for his uh, lyric writing. 
um, which is just beyond fantastic. And then uh, in 2015, Barack Obama um, gave him the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. So he was, yeah, very, very highly respected um, by by his nation, um, by America. So, um, yeah, and will definitely be missed by so many people. And we wouldn't really have uh, modern musicals, I suppose, without uh, without Stephen Sondheim really. Um, and it's so interesting, the timing of it all, because literally last week on the show, I was talking about how I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, uh, the, you know, the movie Netflix film based on Jonathan Larson, uh, Jonathan Larson's, uh, uh, a musical of the same name. And, uh, Stephen Sondheim actually appears in the film, uh, and he's portrayed by Bradley Whitford and mm. he does, yeah. And he does a spectacular job of capturing him because when after all the you know you know the news started coming through about his you know his death I saw some footage of what he was actually like and then I was like holy fuck Bradley Whitford should get an Oscar for being (laughs) Sondheim because the he got the mannerisms down he got just everything about him so yeah so just yeah so it's just a huge loss for the the theatre community uh and for just artists really um but yeah 91 years what a hell of a legacy Fulia, do you have any thoughts comments on the late Stephen Sondheim um I only knew like him through the music that he that he composed um and that's probably from Into the Woods I do remember watching once uh which was really uh really good really long but really oh, good okay. cool <laughs> And um, I also uh, I also know him from uh, Marriage Story because he composed um, the soundtrack for Marriage Story as well. Did he? He did. Oh, so that song that Adam Driver sang that made me cry, that was Stephen Sondheim? I would say so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, there you go. Yeah. Um, so I don't really uh, know much of his work, or, but just from hearing, um, you know, his... Um, his resume, I think he's done yeah. such a wonderful wow. job mm-hmm. um, and he's earned all of the accolades, honestly. Yeah, um, it's because Even though I've never seen most of the things that he's worked on, I have heard about them and I know of them um, and I know how great they are. So he, he's, yeah, he's definitely leaving behind one hell of a legacy. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mike... Uh, do you have any 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 thoughts, any anything wonderful to share about Stephen Sondheim? Um, yeah, definitely a prolific um, uh, Broadway um, uh, composer and and lyricist as well. Uh, one of my favourites is probably going to be Sweeney Todd uh, mm. for a very weird reason because I don't particularly like musicals that end all sappy and happy. <laughs> I, like, I like the um like the the um the outrovert sort of t- takes on broadway that's why that's why i kind of like ones that have got a weird edge to them like yeah like sweeney todd and little shop of horrors and all, and all that because i i wanted to do uh i did little shop of horrors uh as a kid in in high school and i really was pushing can we have like the original ending yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we and we did so that's good. Where where the uh, plants take over and they take over the world. 
Yep. And yeah, um, I, I did enjoy uh, Tim Burton's um, adaptation for Sweeney Todd as well, being it's all uh, Tim Burton-y <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. mo- movie. And, and it was good. And I, I really liked the music in that. And also, a bit of a weird pull, but he wrote some songs for uh, Dick Tracy, the movie. Ah, yeah. Okay, and and um, I think he won an Oscar as well for for yeah. Anyway, best original song, best original song for um, uh, sooner or later. That was sung by Madonna. So, ah, wow. And and thinking about it, yeah, I did. I did enjoy the music in that that very very weird film. <laughs> <laughs> sort of weird passion project. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you can't you can't really replicate it. Then it's it's down in history as a very weird film, and probably very difficult to uh, adapt because it was awesome. Yeah, and I suppose that's it, really. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely going to be missed. Such a talent, and still working till the end. Ninety-one. Yeah, he was still working. Ninety-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh, all right, let's go into our other news now. Um, we have some Jurassic Park-related news because during the week uh, we got a glimpse, a very in-depth, detailed kind of glimpse uh, into um, Jurassic World Dominion, which is the oh, sixth film in the Jurassic series now, um, and the third of the the more recent, I suppose, the Jurassic, the Jurassic World. World. Yeah, the Jurassic World part of the of the uh, series. Um, so this was a five minute prologue, basically. Um, that kind of. Like, it just... I don't know. It's interesting to call it a prologue because... I mean, yeah, obviously it makes sense because we start, you know, before, you know, the comet hits the planet, the asteroid hits the planet, and, you know, the dinosaurs are extinct, so they're still around. So it's at least, you know, the Cretaceous period going on. Um, So that's interesting. But then, yeah, we jump into present day um, and get a glimpse maybe at what the vibe of the film is going to be like. Because I'm remembering... I've only seen Fallen Kingdom once because I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm. Uh, I had issues with it. Uh, the whole cloning thing was just a bit odd. Um, and then just repeating tropes and wasting characters and all this. And I feel like cause, because they're bringing back Colin Trevorrow, I believe, for this third film. And he directed Jurassic World. And Jurassic World was, was pretty good and very successful. So I'm, I've got higher hopes for this one. I'm thinking that, and because this one's supposed to have Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, you know, the OG three coming back, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I think, I think I'm confident that it'll be, it'll be worth it. Um, but this, but this teaser, uh, sort of thing that they released was like, was just interesting, but I didn't, it didn't like blow my mind or anything. Like the effects were nice and I liked that they, you know, on the on the classic dinosaurs, they kind of made them a bit more life realistic with like the you know they had 
you know, like either f- some of them have like fur or feathers mm. on their on their scales, which is more scientifically accurate to what um, we now know as dinosaurs like actually were like. They were more way more bird-like than we realized. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and then yeah, and then an epic fight between a, a T Rex and another another gigantosaurus like like dinosaur. Um, and then I liked the Easter egg of the mosquito, um, <laughs> mosquito biting the T-Rex. I'm like, ah, oh, connections. Um, and yeah, and then the whole scene with the, in the modern day, T-Rex is on the run in a drive-in and the, there's a, someone in a chopper trying to, you know, tranquilize it to, you know, bring it down. We don't see, I feel like they've edited that scene, scene out or down or something because there's no... We see no deaths. We don't see this T-Rex trying to eat anyone. He's just trying to run away from the helicopter, really. So I don't know if that's going to be the same in the film or not, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm looking forward to it because you know, I've been a fan of the Jurassic Park films since I was a kid and I was obsessed with dinosaurs when I was a kid because of it, really. So um, I'm very much looking forward to this. So I hope it's, I hope it's good. I'm kind of keeping my expectations a little more realistic, but I'm, I just, I would like it to be good, especially if this is probably going to be the last time we see, you know, Sam, Laura and Jeff come back. We want to make, we want it to be worthwhile. So fingers crossed they pull it off. Um, Mike, Hello. what were your, what were your thoughts? What were your takeaways from this five minute clip? Um, it definitely got me excited for the new movie because uh, I kind of like the concept of a survival horror with with a um, sort of an imbalance of of nature and ha- and having dinosaurs back and how humans would cope of having dinosaurs back. So I kind of like that aspect. Uh, I didn't particularly like how we got to it, especially the ending for Fallen Kingdom. I, I yeah. really didn't like that. No. Nah. <laughs> I, I thought it was no fault of our own, but no, it was someone's idea. It's like, <laughs> if I'm real, they're real. They're real, I'm real. Yeah, I get where you're getting at, but that wasn't the... No. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. First time I ever have hatred for for a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I kind of I can understand you, absolutely. <laughs> you fucking, you you killed us all. Yeah, literally. What are you doing? <laughs> God, why why couldn't you go out like the little girl from Aliens? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like you, there's going to be this, you know post like pre-credit montage of of her being eaten by the dinosaur she set free yeah death off death off screen so death yeah death off screen jesus christ yeah but as i said i'm very excited to to watch this and it will be the last hurrah as you said and i don't think they'll probably do anymore i mean weirder stuff has happened i mean there was parks there's world is there going to be Jurassic Universe is going to be set in the future. 
Dinosaurs in space. <laughs> Dinosaurs with lasers. <laughs> with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Now that would be awesome. Doing like the Jetsons, but but it's still prehistoric. When the past meets the future. <laughs> what about a lot? What about like a like a CG animated dinosaurs TV show adaptation? Uh, you remember the dinosaur TV show? Is that with Jim Henson? 90s about the family. I think Jim Henson did it. It's yeah, the family yeah. of dinosaurs. That, yeah. That's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I keep forgetting that it's there because I keep meaning to watch it. I watched the first episode and, re- and, and I thought, relive. did people no. really like this show? <laughs> I'm guessing it hasn't aged well. It's, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's sort of like, I wish if it was still in my memory as, yeah, it was there, it was okay. And that, then it just, they ruined it by giving it to us. <laughs> by bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's like No good. I get what they were trying to do for it, like, like the fa- family sitcom sort of sort of dynamic, but with dinosaurs and how they would live, live their life. But Flintstones did it better, mm. <laughs> and they had humans. Yes, yes. That's, oh that's goodness! It. We'll be getting yeah. it next year, I reckon. Yeah, it's coming out next year. Mm. I think middle of next year. I'm fairly certain if I remember correctly. June, I think, is the release date. Uh, release month yeah. for Jurassic World Dominion. I'm up for that. I'm up for the yeah. destruction of the human race. <laughs> As opposed to real life. Some comeuppance. Mm, mm. For the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> like we need more of it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Can I just say, Mother Nature is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she she very pissed. Um, the world's, right. the world's going to have... survive. Yeah. Nature is just going to go, what's that? Humans? Meh. <laughs> yeah, one day. Hopefully not for a long time. Not in one our day. lifetime. <laughs> not in our lifetime. But my children's no. lifetime, maybe. Uh, and setting them up no. for failure. Anyway. No. <laughs> anyway, we're getting dark. Let's <laughs> let's gold leader this shit because we have one more item in the news to discuss. It's a light news week, uh, but we're going to make up for it later, that's for sure. Um, so our last item in the news, uh, the Grammy nominees were announced. And we don't usually discuss the Grammys on the podcast because we are more of a film and television-based uh show but there's a couple of notable things worth mentioning um abba actually got believe it or not and this is a fact abba got their first ever grammy nomination this week what they've never been nominated for a grammy and that makes me want to like i don't know uh i don't know what's a non-violent form of protest against the 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 Record Corporation of America or whoever fucking runs it. Uh, silent protest. <laughs> yeah, because I just I'm I'm not a violent person, but but I'd be willing to get violent on Abba's behalf because they have written some of the greatest musical compositions. I would say they're up there. Well, I would say they're up there. 
I would definitely say they're like they're not fucking Beatles. They're not Led Zeppelin. They're not. They're not. Queen. But they're such iconic songs. They're not Queen. No, but they are so. They're like, iconic. Like we play, like we play their best of at work every now and then, and it's, it's like eighteen. It's called eighteen hits because there are eighteen songs on there, that everyone knows. Everyone knows the words too, and. They're just instantly recognizable. So I'm just, I just find it really hard to believe that this is ABBA's first Grammy nomination. Yeah. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. Because it's their first, it's their, I feel like it's probably to make up for the lack of nominations in, in years past, maybe. I don't know. Just because, uh, you know, they've just released their first album in like 40 years, um, Voyage. Um, which, which has been selling like hotcakes. It's been selling very well at work, uh, which is good. But um, and yeah, look, the album's not as I will say as I've listened to it a few times now. It's not it's not as good as their old stuff. But the song that they've been nominated for isn't isn't too bad. I mm. think it's the album opener um, is the one that got the nomination. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just very surprising to hear that they've never been nominated until now because yeah, some of their some of their songs are just just iconic pop compositions and i just i just find it hard to believe yeah i definitely agree like i'm i am very surprised at the fact that this is the first one yeah i thought they would have at least had nominees in the past with all their other songs and here as soon as i heard the news i'm like wait what it really took me a moment yeah to actually understand what this really means yeah like 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 justin bieber has more more grammy nominations than ever yeah. And that's just this year alone because he got like eight nominations for some reason. Mm. <laughs> I, j- I just, I don't get it. What is going on, Grammys? Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. It's so funny though for me because I'm like, you know, simultaneously, I'm, I'm like n- knocking down the the company that, you know, gave my favorite artist eight, eight, eight Grammys in one night, which was a world record at the time. For like thirty years, and now I'm like, "Fuck you, Grammys." <laughs> it's very funny. Anyway, Mike, what are your thoughts on 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 ABBA getting their first Grammy nod? It seems it seems that you're not as shocked as we are. I well, I'm not shocked. I'm not. In a way, I'm not really surprised, considering when they were around. I think the Grammys were very like up and nose. It's only for American artists and all that stuff. So I kind of, kind of, sort of get it, but you know, Slim Dusty doesn't have a Grammy, and he's awesome. Where's his Grammy? <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna do what a hunger protest. There we go. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be hungry for 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 a bit <laughs> until Slim Dusty gets his own Grammy. <laughs> and also, award shows are stupid anyway, and everyone knows this from me. Yes, I know that. I know that's your opinion. Yep. I know you don't like them. Yeah, and music sucks anyway. No, that's wrong. Most most music <laughs> sucks. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch it. Um, <laughs> we do have. We do have one more thing. I could be more annoying and say everything that you like sucks. <laughs> <laughs> then I could be like everyone else on the internet. 
Ah, uh, anyway, anyway, one last thing, one last thing yeah. to mention about the Grammys. So there is some nominations for um, film and TV that are worth mentioning. Um, you know, some really great films like Cruella and In the Heights, One Night in Miami. Um, got nominated for Best uh, Soundtrack Compilation. Um, and then Dune got nominated for Best Score. Uh, Hans Zimmer was the composer of Dune, which is coming out in Australia this week. Hans Zimmer? Uh, Hans Zimmer. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Queen's Gambit got nominated, the score for that, um, as well as... Uh, Ludwig Göransson's contributions to the Mandalorian season two. Very cool. Very well deserved. Hopefully he wins. But the other notable nomination in that category is the soundtrack for Soul. Yay! Um, Of course, still getting love um, after its um, Oscar wins earlier in the year. Um, John Batiste, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross um, scoring another nomination. Um, And then... Best song for written written for visual media. Um, we've got you know one night in Miami nominated, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Bo Burnham got nominated for All Eyes on Me from Inside, which is really cool. Um, and but the the really awesome thing, of course, is the fact that Agatha all along got a Grammy nomination for best song written for visual media. So hopefully <laughs> it wins. Well, it was huge when it came out. It was everywhere, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Everywhere. So uh, it would be so good to see Marvel uh, get uh, its first uh, <laughs> its first Grammy win. Um, <laughs> but who knows what will happen. Mm. It's a tough category. Mm. So, uh, But yeah, but very, very exciting stuff. So that's that's yeah. I don't know. I don't. Do you guys have any have any more comments on the Grammys, or are we we done? All right, we're done. <laughs> yeah. I love that I ask a question and get no response. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Audio medium for the win, and that is Sometimes the Sometimes silence is also a, an interesting um, convention in audio mediums. Thank you. Yes. Yes, yes. No, it is. <laughs> Sometimes it is the absence of sound that creates the desired effect. Yes. Yes. Which in this case, I think, was a bit. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a what? Um. A bit of a what? All right. That's the nerdy news done for the week, um, which means, of course, it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. <laughs> Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw. Alrighty, it's trailer park time, and we are gonna kick things off with a DC-related trailer because it is the first teaser for um, the upcoming DC League of Super Pets. Uh... I actually want to watch this. Um, <laughs> and we all know how I feel about animated movies. I would definitely go to the cinema and see this. This looks great. Um, lots of really cool uh, Superman references in this trailer. You know, we got the music going in the background at the start. My favorite score ever in anything. Um, so that was great. And then the whole um, 
there's like a s- sequence that m- mimicked the uh, the mo- one of the moments in in Superman the movie where Christopher Reeves Superman holds up the train track with his body so the train can go over and not crash. They put that in there. I was like, oh, this is nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is voicing Crypto, uh, Superman's dog, uh, which is which is. <laughs> Mike just rolled his eyes. Playing <laughs> I just had to mention that. Um, but um, it's, the, it's 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 the year of the rock, man. You know, I feel like the only reason he's in everything is because he's just that nice of a guy. Because everyone, he's, he's a very humble man. Everyone just says he's the best, and I swear to God, the day a scandal comes out about the rock, then we may as well just all. Just end society as a whole. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that position that is is settled for Tom Hanks. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you no, you're right. Actually, if Tom Hanks, it's definitely Tom Hanks yeah. before The Rock. If anything was to come out about Tom Hanks, then we end it all. All right, done. The second coming of. Uh, <laughs> The second, oh Jesus Christ! Anyway, <laughs> gold leader. Um, <laughs> that's on that's on me. Uh, yeah. So this cast is just great. Again, of course, you can't have uh, a Johnson without a little heart. Um, Kevin Hart voicing Ace in this. Um, we've also got Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, Vanessa Bayer, Natasha Leon, Diego Luna, and uh, Keanu Reeves himself. Of course. As someone, we don't know who yet. Um, Jamila Jamil's in I this, know. which is great to see. Thomas Middleditch and uh, Ben Schwartz. Middleditch and Schwartz. Yeah, Middleditch and Schwartz are in this, so that's fucking fantastic. Uh, Dasha Polanco and Mark Marin. Um, so the, the voice cast is stacked, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Stacked very high. Stacked very high. Uh, John Krasinski I should mention is is voicing Superman, which is, is very cool. Um, so if he does end up playing Mr. Fantastic DC will always say, well he played Superman first. So <laughs> that's, that's not great. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. This movie looks like a heap of fun. I mean it just it's, it's, it's cute animals doing superhero stuff. All the animal puns. All the animal puns. Uh, shenanigans going on. I do like that Kevin Hart's character is kind of the like the straight man. He's yeah, he's playing the straight man in this one. Yeah, he never plays the straight <laughs> no. man. Not to and not to say that Crypto is is the opposite of that in this, but he is he's he's trying to you know follow in his owner's footsteps and be you know the superhero dog, you know. Um, uh, whereas Ace just really just doesn't seem to want to really be there sort of he thing. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a crap. No. Um, so I kind of like that new kind of role for Kevin Hart in this. That's that's fun. Um, and then my other favourite thing that I enjoyed was the fact that Crypto, when he's on the street, wears glasses like Clark Kent. Yeah. And I, I he's just, in disguise. He's in disguise. <laughs> and that's just... And I, I really like that scene where he's talking, where I realised he was wearing glasses and he's talking to the random dog. And then the dog gets freaked out by him because <laughs> he's like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to see this. Fulia, I know you're all over it. 
Tell tell them tell everyone what you told me when we when we press stop on this trailer, please. <laughs> you must repeat it. I essentially said after the trailer ended, this is a DC film I will watch. <laughs> we got her. We got her, ladies and gentlemen. We got her in. This is her gateway drug. But this DC. Movie? <laughs> hey, we got to start somewhere, and I'll take it. <laughs> if I can't get her to watch. Batman Returns or you know any Superman film then let's let's, let's start with go. animation let's start with the animation here <laughs> where it's the it's about the pets not the humans yes um i i i love this trailer <laughs> it's a good trailer it was so much fun to watch um just ha- seeing you know just hearing Dwayne Johnson play this dog that is trying to fit in with regular pets, but you can tell that he's not a regular pet. No. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny how he takes things literal as well. Yeah. And I love that about crypto. It's so good. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And then, you know, we also find out in the trailer that, you know, these other regular pets, funnily enough, get superpowers as well. Um, that they do. So, and that's very interesting. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, you know, and it's it, especially, you know, this one squirrel who was like, but I didn't get any, any powers all of a sudden gets zappy lightning hands. Yeah, and he just starts emperoring from Star Wars all over the place. <laughs> and all then right. hides his hands once he's done. He's like, eh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> I done fucked um, up. Yeah, and, 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 and the trope of the turtle with speed, you know, the flashy turtle, like literal the flash. Yeah, that was funny. Form. That was funny. Um. And then you've got, what was the other? Well, was there? A, there was a cat in there as well. There was a cat that had like used part of its body as a, a gun for some reason. Yeah. Don't know why. And um, Ace, who's played by Kevin Hart, he is a very strong dog. So he's got the the power of strength. Yeah. And apparently he's also bulletproof. Yes. <laughs> it's invincible. Very invincible. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah, no. I pff, 100% in. I'm watching this. <laughs> nice. I'm watching this. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. And then I'm going to show you Batman Returns. No. Which is, which is the exact opposite. <laughs> um Mike. Yeah. Uh I know you love DC. I do. Um what do you what did you make of this trailer? I love DC. I love dogs. Um I do enjoy uh, Ace, the Bat Hound, and I don't like this film. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I had a feeling you were going to go that way. (laughs) Yeah. The the Pets movie, Over the Hedge, no, don't want to do it. No. Don't do it. (laughs) I mean, you know... Stellar cast, you know, and having, you know, Ben Swartz and and Middleditch, yep. uh, Dwayne Lorick Johnson uh, and Kevin Hart. Also, Mark Maron playing Lex Luthor sounds fucking interesting. Mm. I mean, I'm so so out for that. But this trailer is like, 
God damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sucks. I think I'll wait for an actual trailer. Okay. To make my decision. At the moment, it's not working for me. <laughs> this, Fair this enough. This is the sort of shit that I would probably show my kids just to make them settle down for an hour. But, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll see for a trailer. So okay. so when so when uh, two out of three of us are going to see this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, uh, DC League of Super Pets uh, comes out in theaters on the 19th of May, 2022. Woo! Yes. Six months away. I'm going to make you wait for the pets of Superdom. Okay, speaking of animated films, um, trailer two this week is our first very good look at uh, Rumble which is a Paramount Plus exclusive now. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. Um, exciting uh, for, you know, because just, I don't know, I like the idea of these, the fact that these monsters are friendly, but they're fucking huge and they're just, I don't know. I was watching this trailer and I was thinking, how did society managed to convince these monsters to fight each other for our entertainment and they're also our friends like i feel like <laughs> there's an elephant in the room or a monster in the room if you will or the monster's um, the size of an elephant yeah <laughs> exactly um are you really but... picking logic out of this particular film <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i don't worry i'm not not happy about it either. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I yeah, I'm I. That's like that was the biggest thing that just it just had me wondering because I was just curious about the world building behind it. Um, but um, but yeah, I do like the look of all the monsters. Like they're very colorful and and pretty epic in their size and 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 all of that. So that's that kind of aspect of it's cool. And I'm sure the movie's not going to explain anything too much in detail as to how and why this is a thing um which is totally fine because it's a kid's film and it does not need to do that so that is i'll give the movie a pass obviously for that um but but yeah i mean it it was an okay trailer it showed too much though um we kind of got some of that you know end of the second act beginning of the third act kind of stuff with like you know everything was going good and then one thing happens and then all of a sudden things are going bad and now i have to earn everyone's trust back or redeem myself in the eyes of the public and all this stuff I have to you know you know I thought we could do this our way but we have to do it their way you know just I don't know they just showed a bit too much I think of the story in this in this trailer but again it's a trailer for a kids movie you kind of have to show a lot sometimes in order to get parents to let their kids watch this um especially because it's on streaming and it's you know that is uh that is that is that thing. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. I'm probably not going to watch this, but it looks fun. Like, it, if I had kids, I would probably show my kids this film. So, yeah. Fulia, what did you think? I enjoyed it. 
Um, I love the voices behind it. You know, we've got Will Arnett playing Steve. <laughs> Steve. And then we've got Terry Crews playing Tentacular. Oh, I like that name. Um, you know, Ben Schwartz is also in this one as well. Hey, no surprise. Two for two. Guys, two for two. Everywhere. Schwartzmeister. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's, he's basically the rock. No. Is he playing a, um, a, a, a blue monster? Because everything he plays. I, is it doesn't. It doesn't mention anything about what character he's playing. No. It's, he's just part of the cast. Should be a blue character because he plays Dewey and, <laughs> and also Sonic. It has to be blue. <laughs> and if they do do another Aladdin, he's going to play Genie because Genie is blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, of course, our very own Ger- uh, Geraldine Veswanathan... Born in New South- Newcastle, New South Wales. Oh. And I know her from Miracle Workers, who plays alongside Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Oh, my God. Blew my mind when I found this fact out, like literally just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, how did I not know this about her? Wow. She is a wonderful actress. She is really funny. And she does so well in Miracle Worker yeah. that I think the voice acting she probably does she'll she does in this from what I heard in the trailer. Yeah, it's very good, and I'm definitely looking forward to actually seeing her, um, or in, in hearing this, her, hearing her in this in this one. Um, and she's playing alongside some really well known top build cast members. Ooh. So she's she's up there right now. She was also in The Blockers as well. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and from looking at the cast list as well, there, it's probably going to be a couple of notable wrestlers as well that's going to be playing uh-huh. potential that other monsters. monsters. That makes sense. Uh, which kind of works. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, I don't have Paramount+. Plus. I don't know whether I really want to get it. <laughs> But I do, I but I but I do want to see this film. It it does look like it's going to be um, an interesting animated film, and just the fact that the monster likes to dance. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that aspect of it. Yeah, and essentially, you know, uh, wrestling and 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 boxing is all about the footwork, mm-hmm. and so is dancing. So it works. <laughs> what is this happy feet? <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, I I am looking forward to it. I just I need to know whether I I just got to figure out whether I need to bite the bullet and get Paramount Plus. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. You can get it week free. A week free. There Probably you go. that week. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Decision made. Um, Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on Rumble? Uh, I didn't mind it. Um, but I have sort of seen this story before, like a lot. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. as I said, happy feet, uh, <laughs> Rocky. Um, what's that? What's that Hugh Jackman one? Metal Steel. Real, Real steel. steel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of an interesting take on uh, kaiju versus kaiju. So it's like Godzilla if he was in the ring. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't mind it. Will I see it? If I have Paramount Plus for that month, considering the only reason why we have it is because Paw Patrol's on it. And South Park, of course. But, yeah, maybe. Um, I do like Will Arnett. And if there's going to be wrestlers in it, it's got to have John Cena in it. And he <laughs> and his monster can go camouflage. Because <laughs> you can't see him. <laughs> yeah. He's, I like he, that idea. Yeah, he's the main protagonist. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's a maybe from me. So, Kendall, when am I maybe going to see it, Kendall? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. Rumble will be streaming on Paramount Plus uh, in February of next year on the 17th. My mummy's birthday! Ah, good day. <laughs> yeah, and six days after my, my kid's birthday. Yay! Yeah! She'll be the big five... The big five, then. Yeah. Wow, it's been that long already. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's been around for five years. Five years already. Can't get rid of her. Crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he kids, ladies and gentlemen. He kids. I kids with kids. Um. He kids with kids. Um. Cool. Well, we have one last trailer to talk about um which isn't technically a trailer it's very much a little quick tease um which is you know totally fine um but um but this is a this is a little sneaky peek at the upcoming magruba series um which is uh <laughs> which is exciting i still have not ever engaged with Magruba at all and I really need to and really should uh, I've never seen a single SNL skit with Magruba in it um, and I still haven't watched the film um, because when it came out I don't think I understood what it was <laughs> I don't for some reason and now now I like years later I know what it is I'm like oh I reckon I'd love that I need to go back and watch it because basically it's a spoof on MacGyver so, do you know MacGyver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Couldn't tell by your facial expression. <laughs> um, MacGyver. Yeah, so MacGruber. Um, and it's it's a Will Arnett, isn't it? Is it Will Arnett? Forte. Forte. Will Forte. Forte. I get them confused. Just the names, because they're both Wills and they're both very funny. Um, <laughs> Will Forte. Will Forte. Um, yeah, as MacGruber. Um, and uh, uh, I believe... Kristen Wiig's going to be in the show. Seems like it. Which, yeah, which has me excited because, yeah, it would make sense for her to be in it uh, based on what I loosely know about the world of MacGruber. Um, but, yeah, it was a f- quick little tease. For some reason, MacGruber's in prison. I don't know why. I'm assuming I, I, when I watch everything leading up to it, I'll probably understand what's going on. Um, but, but, yeah, I hope it's good because people have been asking for a sequel to MacGruber for a long time has a bit of a cult fan following. Uh, yeah. um, so the people who actually yeah. like like the film ask for it. Other people go, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah. That's full, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just like 
you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's something not not every SNL f- like film like like adapt like a film based on an SNL skit is what I'm trying to say. Um, not all of them work out very well, but when they work out well, they are very very good. Mm. So I'm hoping hoping it'll be that on that kind of level. Yeah, probably probably but, yeah. the only one that was good is probably Wayne's World because it got a second movie. True. Wayne's World's good. Superstar is um, probably good. Superstar was okay. I'm not a huge... I'm not the biggest Molly Shannon fan. Um, mm. Like, I, I don't mind her, but in certain certain characters she did on SNL, I didn't like. And that one was kind of one of them. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten her name now. Um, but, um, but, yeah. I liked... Well, it wasn't... Did Anchorman start as an SNL thing or no? No, I think it was just an idea that they had kicking around. Okay. And I had a feeling. I wondered because Will Ferrell was still on SNL at the time. Yeah. So I just, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't sure. I th- there you go. If memory serves, he he was like um, when he was on Zoolander. Um, production companies go, "Oh, you're pretty funny. Have you got any ideas for for your own?" own sort of movie and I think that was Anchorman yeah cool. yeah I could be bullshitting but it probably sounds no you're probably similar you're probably probably right you're probably right yeah um yeah anyway I don't really have too much else to say Fulia do you have any quick little notes or thoughts or any comment on MacGruber no idea what this is about <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be watching it well, do you know what do you know what MacGyver is? I, I know who MacGyver is. Yeah, I don't know. So MacGruber's like a spoof of that. I get that. Okay. I've never seen it. Or neither nor have, have I. I. Heard, nor have I heard of no, it. Neither have I. But like, this is the first I'm hearing about it. So that's <laughs> right. why I'm just like, yeah. I, I never watched MacGyver gro- growing up or anything neither, like that. Neither did I. So, ne- like, ne- neither did I watch the. It was like a, a newer version of the show. Like recently, yeah, they've recently been doing a an updated version, yeah, like a contemporary re- reboot remake of MacGyver. Yeah, um, and I haven't seen that one either. But I I know of the the concept of the character, of what he does, and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And I know that, uh, and this is <laughs> here we go, the fact that I've seen MythBusters bust myths about MacGyver things. Oh, that's cool. I think I've seen that. Episode um, too, yeah. Which was which which was a lot of fun to watch yeah, to that'd see be... whether some of the things that he does in the show are actually possible. Are possible. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And the verdict? That's, that's really all I know about MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just going to be from my understanding it's just sending up MacGyver. It's just MacGyver except a comedy making fun of the fact that he can do anything out of a paperclip. That's kind of the vibe. Yeah. Okay. But with a story behind it, but I have no idea what the story is. Probably either, watch so. a handful of the SNL sketches, uh, sketches before you see the movie, so you can sort of get a gist of what they were doing, and then yeah, and then yeah, probably just go into the movie not expecting <laughs> something fantastic. <laughs> no, 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 it is insane. <laughs> really, it's lovely insane. It, it's sublime in all intents yeah. of the word. All right. Well, if you like it that much, I'm probably not going to enjoy it that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I was saying that F is for family, is I would recommend it, but probably not people here. 
uh, it's probably in the same vein. <laughs> like, I was actually, I'm in an hiring because, uh, uh, suggesting this trailer because I knew I'm probably going to be the only one who's going to watch it and like it. But because it's so fucking niche. <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's not. It's all right. It's not the new strain of COVID. Fuck off. Um, yeah. So my turn. Sorry. Yeah, keep going. Just yes. keep, yeah, going. Right. keep going. What did you? What did you? What did you think? Uh, yeah, I knew this was in the works for for a while, probably for a year, and I'm I'm very interested in it because I I did like the film. And I love the concept of of the of the sketches on SNL, and how and how batshit insane it is. And I, and I just want to watch uh, get, uh, I just want to watch something new, not necessarily a new movie or anything like that, because you know it's been done. But an episodic TV show, it sounds absolutely awesome. And having a a look at the um like the stats or the the, the wiki more or less and. It's got a couple of people in it that it looks really interesting. Um, it looks like the main protagonist is, uh, <laughs> I won't spoil it, but but it's been played by Billy Zane, and, <laughs> oh, cool. and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy from Titanic is now in MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Lawrence Fishburne as well, which looks awesome. Oh mm. wow. Mm. So, okay. Yeah, and Sam Elliott as well. Hmm. That'll be awesome. Yeah, so I'll be up for that. It's coming out in Stan. Well, Peacock in America. So we've all got Stan. So when are we going to yeah. be? When are we all going to be watching this on Stan, Kendall, <laughs> and what's and having a, a popcorn culture out of it? God. <laughs> Wishful thinking. That'd be funny. Wishful <laughs> thinking. Um, MacGruber will be begin airing on Stan here in Australia. Uh, Peacock, if you're in the US, um, on the 17th of December. So that one is right around the corner. The 16th in America. Yes, 16th in America. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, trailers are done for the week which means uh we've got a quickie review now quickie review to throw in before we get to the main event because there was a certain marvel show that began airing this week um of course i'm talking about hawkeye uh which aired its first two episodes back to back on Disney Plus this week. Um, and yeah, we're basically, Mike and I are just going to give our spoiler-free thoughts on uh, on how we felt about mm. it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, yeah, I don't know. We're just going to quickly review this thing and then move on out. Um, but yeah, I really, really liked it. Uh, no surprises there. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was good. I... I am enjoying the vibe of it so far. It hasn't like hit its like I don't know best. I don't think it's found the best. I think the best is yet to come from the show. Like it, it started off really, really well, but there hasn't been anything that's kind of lingered with me in the days following. That's made me go, oh shit, that was awesome. Um, so we're only just kind of really scratching the surface. 
Um, there's only six episodes now as well. I mean, when I, I was so proud of myself when I found out on IMDb that there was like nine episodes and then turned out I was completely wrong. Um, that, you know, obviously whoever had been updating the IMDb page for Hawkeye was being fed false information or some weird thing was going on. So that all got changed. So there's only six episodes of Hawkeye. So only four to go now. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I'm loving, loving some Jeremy Renner. Um, action. He's just, yeah, in his element, uh, getting to play Clint again. And, you know, a Clint that's been through, you know, everything that he's been through um, is, you know, is very, very complex. And there's, you know, there's a lot of emotion there. And there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, a lot of sass as well. Because, you know, Clint Barton's always been known for his little you know, little sassiness here and there that he throws in. And I think Jeremy Renner does a great job of that. Um, and um, there was one moment in the in the show, and I won't say which moment it is, but Mike might know if I say, kind of vaguely spell it out. But basically, earlier on in, the epi- in the episode one, there was a moment where I was like laughing my ass off and then immediately like hated myself for laughing because it went from being really funny to, Oh, we're going to have a serious moment where, where Clint's reflecting on a certain thing. And then, and then I immediately just went, Oh, I'm the worst person ever. I shouldn't be, (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at this. And I completely just stopped in my tracks and then nearly started crying. So I was like, Oh fuck, this is heavy. So, um, so yeah, it's balancing the lighthearted with the dark side of it pretty well so far. Um, and, and some LARPing thrown in for good measure, <laughs> which I wasn't expecting. So that was fun. There was one shot of it in the trailer. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that's what that was when I saw the trailer. Like, but now I, having seen it in context, I'm like, oh, obviously yeah. I just clearly, clearly I just missed it. But, um, I'm, yeah, just before I move on, move it on to, to you, Mike, I just have to say that I am very much enjoying uh, Haley Steinfeld as um, as Kate Bishop, as I knew I would, because I'm a fan of her work in everything I've seen her in. She's pretty fantastic. You know, she's an Oscar-nominated actress as well, um, and just perfect casting for Kate Bishop, and she's nailing it so far. I think I really like it, and I really like the dynamic between her and Clint quite a bit. So I'm really looking forward. I'm just gonna keep saying really a lot. Um, really? really looking forward to to uh, to seeing how their relationship develops um, and uh, and where we go from here. So yeah, it's good. It's very good. Um, yeah, can't wait. Mike, what did what did you think uh, the first two episodes? <laughs> I really really enjoy. Um, <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, I actually do in. Uh, I didn't expect like anything from this, but after the trailer, it's like this may look pretty interesting. And yeah, after after the first um, movie episode um, came out and what what was it setting up, I was very invested. I was um, it was it's more to do with what Kate Bishop is do- doing, let alone what Hawkeye is, do- what um, Clint is doing. So I really, I really got into her her story as well considering it was solely focused on her for for the first couple of minutes and where she is in her world and 
and yeah, I I got I really dug the sort sort of concept that they're doing, like this of young person and old person, and and maybe passing the baton, possibly, but but we shall see. And and I think the scene that you're alluding to, I actually did did enjoy that, considering it's the first thing that we've se- seen since Hawkeye. Uh, from uh, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. And where he is in his life, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's he's in New York with his kids, and everything takes place in New York. So, so this is so it's great. And what what he's dealing with, like post traumatic stress, it's 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 very yeah. it's very Bucky and Winter uh, Winter Soldier and 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 Captain America. Dare I say I probably like this opening more than than any other. Okay. I mean, Loki is up there, like of course, because I love science fiction. But with the uh, Earthbound stories, I actually quite like the first two episodes of of uh, this um, MCU TV show than 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 the other ones because I sort of sort of dug something. Because I really like something new as well as something that we've seen before, and it it just has a perfect balance on uh, on that, and their dynamic and their and their chemistry really really stands out, and I and I really mm-hmm. really enjoyed it, and the sort of setting up of um, the conflict of maybe the protagonist, maybe not, and and very very good in the um, sort of getting you thinking getting you getting you sort of oh, what's going to happen next and yeah i think that i think they'll probably um uh, hit the landing in six episodes if this is the first two and and yeah. where, where it's going to go um mm-hmm. i'm not expecting huge ramifications of the actual universe as well i mean nothing like one division or even Loki, of course. I think it's probably going to be more more to do with um, Bucky and and Winter Soldier. They're the same thing. Fuck you, uh, <laughs> Winter Soldier and Captain America uh, TV show. That it's going it's going to be its own sort of story arc and and yeah, subtle hints of what what is happening. But I don't expect them to like <laughs> um, delve into the multiverse per se of what's happening with the other movies and other TV shows. So, so I I really I'm really digging uh this TV show and and hopefully talk about more more of it next week maybe. Or may or, uh, yeah. or maybe as soon as uh Doctor Who finishes and we'll we'll get stuck into the MCU as we tend to do. Yes, we'll we'll uh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep going with Doctor Who and and uh, finish up on Hawkeye for twenty twenty one. Anything else that we can think of of not spoiling anything? Um, like anything else to mention about the show? Mm. I mean, we get to meet the dog. Yeah, and the dog's very cute. Lucky the pizza dog. Lucky the pizza dog. Although we don't know that's his name yet. Um. And then we get the the intro of Clint being deaf, or partially deaf, and they explain it in a very funny kind of way. Yeah. 
He's got a hearing aid. That makes sense. Yeah. He has a hearing aid. Because in the comics, in the comics, Clint Barton is, is deaf. Huh. Yeah. So they finally decided to make that MCU canon. And so they've, but they've, rec- they haven't, well, they haven't really retconned it. They've just kind of made it a, as a, res- basically as a result of all the epic shit he's seen and heard, uh, you know, explosions and blasts and blah, blah, blah. That has, uh, yeah, damaged his, his hearing. So, yeah. Um, and the, um, the, the Rogers, the musical portion wasn't long enough. <laughs> I will say that. I don't know. I think, I, I, I think it, I think it was <laughs> as long as, as it should be. Yeah. I wanted more, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, it probably would have worn thin had it been any longer. You're yeah, right. I think the, num- I just, the number I just... wasn't that good for it to be longer. Oh, I just would have liked one more song, um, you know, because they only show they only show one song. Um, we only get one song, so um, and it's and it's okay. Like it's not an amazing song, but I like some of the lyrics, um, and the name of the song is pretty good. So um, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I don't yeah, think they're going to go back to it. <laughs> I don't think they will either. No, I think no. it was like we'll just a, keep a seeing ads joke. for it. It was, yeah, it's a nice little bit of world building. I mean, you know, Hawkeye's got Rogers the Musical, Spider-Man No Way Home's got the Statue of Liberty turning into Captain America, so mm. they're all they're all paying tribute to Steve Rogers in New York, so... And, there, and there's yeah. Clint, just... What has he got to show for it? Being deaf. And getting free meals. Yeah, without asking and feeling guilty. My God. Not just... Not just I don't want to spoil, not really spoil, it's not really a spoiler, but we've mentioned PTSD, but he has survivor's guilt, something chronic. Yeah, and not, yeah, like, not to go, go real into bad. that. No, not to go into that, but like it was just the way that they're portraying Clint's mental health and how he feels about himself and his position as an Avenger and what he's done. They're just, they're doing a real good job of that so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. I think. And he's very humanized. Mm. Very it's a very down to earth portrayal. So I'm I'm really liking that. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. I was I was trying to think of what I was thinking when we were going through the trailers and I don't know the thought maybe still still there that the that there may be a divorce in in there or something because we didn't get to see the mum. No, she wasn't in the trailer, but she's in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a divorce. On I don't think so either. I was just. I think, yeah, I know, I know, I know. We all kind of thought it because we we're like, she's not in the trailer, and he's in New York by himself with the kids. What's going on? So yeah, but no, it's it's not. Daddy weekend. <laughs> daddy weekend. <laughs> it's a daddy weekend. Um, <laughs> no, they have a really good relationship in the show yeah. so yeah. far. I'm liking Dad, that. Dad left to buy some hunting arrows and never came back. <laughs> and he never came back. Well, All of course right. not. He was off world. Yeah. yeah. He, was on, he was on Vormir. Yeah. With mm. a shit haircut. With a... <laughs> oh, I didn't mind that. Oh. <laughs> I don't, th- I I don't think 40-year-old men should, ha- should have a mohawk. 
Well, it wasn't a mohawk. It mohawk. was, it was a mohawk. It wasn't a. It wasn't a Jared Leto mohawk. It was like a. <laughs> it was a trendy mohawk. <laughs> but I, I feel I get you. He looks better with this normal yeah. kind of you know casual haircut. Mm. Mm. So anyway, this has been the Clint Barton hair. Uh, discussion podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tune um, us next week when we when we talk about uh, um, Black Widow and her different color, red, and difference of length. Yes, I would actually really like to know why they changed her hair so much. New new toys. <laughs> mm. I don't know. And why and why Joss Whedon kept her hair short. And and the Russo brothers kept it long. I just find that fascinating. Anyway, we're getting way off track. And Favreau, <laughs> and, and Favreau kept it curly. And, Ke- and Favreau had it very curly, more like the comics. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. All right, that's that's our not so quickie review. Um, we really should re- rethink the name of that segment. Um, <laughs> we should talk more about hair. <laughs> She talk more about hair and less about films and TV shows. No. Um, well, of course, now that that's done. And dusted. It's the time. Mm-hmm. It's the time. The, time. the moment. We're going back in time. We're going back in time twice. And forward. Four. And back. And forward and back and forward and back and forward and back. Four. Popcorn culture. I haven't missed it. <laughs> what? Making a joke. He doesn't that, miss because she wasn't here he last week it. and she she didn't get to say it and so one of us had to say it. And... Right, right. I'm tired. He didn't miss me. No, I missed you. I just <laughs> didn't miss your <laughs> screaming into my ear. Ah, yes. That too. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was being said. And I mis- misread the situation. Anyway, it's popcorn culture time. There's that weeping angel when you need him. I know. <laughs> Get me out of this position. Um, yes, popcorn culture time. And uh, here we are to, of course, discuss once again uh, Doctor Who... And this week it's uh, Doctor Who Flux Chapter 4 Village of the Angels. Dun dun dun. Um, dun dun dun. And I would just like to start by saying this was much better than last week. <laughs> yes. And easier to follow. And yes. a lot easier to follow. Holy just crap. Before we, yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, do you have anything else to add from <laughs> yeah. last week now that you can verbalize it for you? I was just confused as hell. I didn't know what was going on. Did we help? <laughs> did, did we help at all? Yeah, helped a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird episode. It was very all over the place. Didn't love it. Like, it was okay, but... Like, there's some good stuff in it, but, yeah. I don't know. This one was more of a straightforward story, um, you know, with a, with a narrative middle, beginning, you know, beginning, middle, and end with, you know, some cuts out to to the main storyline and Belle and Vinda and what's going on with them. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I was very, very pleased with this episode. 
I mean, you know, I'm a fan of the Weeping Angels because they're a very good villain and they freak me out. <laughs> and I like and I like being scared because um, I'm weird like that. No, I like I like horror stuff. So yeah, that that element always is very cool. That is as horror as I will get. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that and supernatural. <laughs> that and supernatural. Yeah. Um, but no, but no, I yeah, I really liked the way the angels were used in this episode. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing from the two of you, not only how you both, as bigger fans than myself, obviously, feel about the episode, but then, of course, this episode seemed to have some pretty, like, big world-building stuff being revealed mm. throughout, and especially towards the end, and the way the fucking episode ended was like, wow, all right. I have no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have lots of questions. Um, hey, you and me both. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it was good to see see Claire again. We finally caught up with Claire. Yeah. Um, now we know... Why she was in the show? Yes, yes. Now, now her inclusion makes sense. Um, although, can I just clear, clear? Can I clear something up? Uh, nah, it's it. funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, no. Um, so basically, to get to you know a point later in the episode, but she's a she, she's a clairvoyant. You know, she can see see things. She gets premonitions. Yes. Um, so is that how she quote unquote met the doctor before the doctor met her in episode one? In a, yes, in a way. That's how, sort of how it was explained. She can get pictures in her head and, and, uh, yeah. I don't know about clairvoyancy if they get pictures in the head and they go out and say, oh, this is like deja vu, so I know who you are without even meeting you. And then, and then, yeah, and down, down the track, we get to find out that's, that there's a weeping angel inside of her, so that's the reason why she was targeted by weeping angels to go back to the to uh, 1967. Mm. So because because Claire was like can you know she has this ability, so did so like uh, in terms of like the angel choosing to hide inside of yes. her, um, like is that. Is that just because maybe her mind is strong enough to handle that? Like, or did they remind me if they explained it in the episode and I'm forgetting because I'm tired. Uh, probably they probably <laughs> explained it a little bit because there was there was previous um, uh, Weeping Angel episodes where they added to the mythos of uh, any any picture of a Weeping Angel uh, becomes a Weeping Angel, so it. Yeah. So a picture on TV, a picture on even a drawing, as in in this episode as well. And as she's a clairvoyant, she has a picture of a picture uh, in her head of a weeping angel, and she's never seen a weeping angel before. But being a clairvoyant, she gets pictures in her head for for premonition sort of stuff. So it's sort of, sort of um, it's sort of a snake eating its own tail. It's like. She yeah. she hasn't met an angel, yeah. but she knows of the angels, and and so the pictures are still in her head, and that becomes an angel, of and she and the angels actually uh, uh, claims refuge 
in her in her because of what the what this particular angel is and running away from does that yeah. sort of make sense so is it yeah well so is it so it just happens that the that the rogue angel happens to be the one that manifests within Claire because of Claire's ability to see yeah. the angel or or the or the rogue angel takes advantage of that fact and appears. takes advantage of that fact and she's sort of an in, innocent bystander in a way like the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. angel is trying to find somewhere to hide and this is the next best thing because it's a it's a portable thing mm-hmm. and no no one's going to find a picture that's in your head in a way so it's a an extra extra yeah. cover yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I really liked the um, like the opening scene though, with the like the lie detector test going on, and and uh, and because we know who Claire is, and we like you know we know why the the um, what's what's the bloody lie detector machine called again? It's got a name. Uh, I can't think of what it's called. A Call the thingy. <laughs> Who's it? What's it? Or thingamabob. Yeah. God. Someone listening to this somewhere in the world is yelling what no, it, it is. It doesn't really matter. It's at a, us. It, it's, it doesn't prove positive of what's real, what's not. As you can tell, tell in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's very true. Um, yeah. No, I liked... I just... I, I did like the opening scene. Um... And uh, I enjoyed um, the Professor Eustatius Jericho. Um, he was quite good. Mm-hmm. He was probably my favourite part of the episode, I think. Um, apart from, like, the, you know, the, the way the episode ended. Um, I thought he was, he was very cool. Um, Fulia, how did you feel about, like, you know, the intro, like, going into this, like... I don't know. What thoughts about Claire? Anything? What are you thinking? Um, look, when we first um, met Claire, I was a bit confused in the first episode because I'm like, why are you here? How yeah. do you know the doctor? <laughs> uh, and then we find out in this episode why. And um, yeah, it was. It's interesting that she. Like, I knew for a fact that she was probably the one that got. She got sent back in time and then the professor's doing a lie detector test on her and yet even though she was telling the truth and he was like wait what what did you say uh especially when she mentions a year the year and it's not the year that they're actually in well yeah i think the big and then the big trip up is like you know when she says her date of birth yeah yeah especially then yeah and then she goes back and lies and then the lie detector picks up polygraph sorry polygraph. it's called a polygraph that's the name of the test sorry <laughs> to interrupt the pin dropped it would have left my brain if i didn't say it so continue yeah. yes um the polygraph yeah and so the the polygraph um picked up her actual lie when she was trying to make more sense to the professor mm mm-hmm. But then the professor was confused. It's like, see, now you're telling the truth and yet the polygraph is doing the thing. And mm-hmm. so, 
just like, mate, she ain't telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not exactly. No, but it's it was also nice to see that he was so intrigued in the in the testing of it all mm-hmm. that it didn't phase him. Yeah, he was a true scientist. I yeah, think. yeah, it was cool. It was. It was cool. Um, but yeah, um, then we get the, um, what the, you know, uh, cause we left, we left the TARDIS last week with, you know, an angel having taken it over. And so we're all kind of like, what the fuck's happening? And so them at the start having to figure out, um, how to get away from this angel and, 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 you know, save the TARDIS and all this stuff. That was pretty tense. <laughs> Um, and I was, I was very curious as to where they were going to end up and, um, yeah, obviously no surprises. And then we get very dry eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I I keep thinking that, like, I'm watching, I'm watching them do that and I'm like, if this is real life, I'd be dead. Like, I'd be back, I'd be, it'd be the long death for me. Like, I just couldn't, yeah, I couldn't not. Nah, nah, nah. You just, you close one eye and then you open it and close the other eye. And you keep yeah. on doing that until uh, one of you's die. Yeah, <laughs> one of you gets zapped away. I do. I I do kind of feel like they should just have this plan because, like, there's you know multiple scenes in this episode of, um, you know, m- like multiple characters being confronted by an angel or multiple angels. So I'm like, why can't you work out a plan to be like? Like, as the Doctor does this sometimes, like, you keep an eye on this and I'm going to go do this. Yeah. Like, why? There should be more of that sort of going on. <laughs> or but like, everyone's so paranoid that they don't want to look away. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I'd be in the same sort of boat. I'd, yeah. I wouldn't want to look away either, just in case they do end up moving towards you. It completely fucks with your fight or flight sort of instincts. If you're yeah. a natural, yeah, true. like, flighter or whatever the proper noun for it. Flyer. Yeah, flyer. And you have to stay there and actually look at it. And it's like, ah, oh, this is killing me. On the yeah. inside. Yeah. <laughs> On the inside. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I, yeah. Well, speaking of that, I mean, the scene where, um, you know, once we're in 1967 and um, Yaz and Dan end up being confronted by an angel without the doctor. Um, that was pretty te- it, like just tense mm. for me. I mm. think watching watching that, especially when they were trying their best to like not look away and back away, but then they tripped over each other and then looked up again, and then the angel was you know right there, right there. And it's like oh my god, so yeah. good. Mike, Mike, what did what did you think of like some of the tense stuff going on with the angels in the episode? Oh, well done. Um, we have seen this sort yeah. of stuff before, and. and- but countless times, but it's still it's still a bit of a thrill every time every time it comes up. I mean, it's just it's just intense, and and being there without the Doctor is you is all times scary as well. I mean, the last time two companions sort of left the doc- Doctor because of um, weeping angels was uh, Amy and Rory. And that was pretty much their, the end of their um, tenure with the Doctor. They sort of went back in time and just lived their lives. So, bit of a scary time, bit of a scary time for um, for Dan and Yaz. But 
considering what is happening that this particular timeline is part of another timeline so they sort of coexist at the same time yeah Not to jump too forward in time no no <laughs> <laughs> no that was that was interesting because like I can't, I kind of got the sense that if they've been sent back to 1901, they're not entirely screwed because this is only episode four of, of, of Flux and we still have much more to go and mm. I doubt we're going to be losing them here, um, even though, you know, the episode ended without that resolution of what's going to actually mm. happen to them. Um and the teaser for next week kind of hinted they're going to have to stay there for a little bit, mm. um, which is which is annoying. But I didn't really get a sense of dread, even though even though there was that moment where Dan was like, "Wait, we're we're stuck here, aren't we?" Like he was like coming to grips with the fact that oh shit, we might actually be fucked here. Um, and then Yaz is like, no, no, we just got to do this and that. Like she was, she took control and was doing, you know, I think doing a great job kind of, you know, what would the doctor do yeah. sort Sorry, of thing but, again. Yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. Well, she has been around the doctor for quite some, like for quite some time the longest, and, and yeah. the longest. So she knows yeah. some of the things at least of what to do um, yeah. Yeah. in terms of what would the doctor do. So she's got an idea. Um, but in this instance, it's like, well, now I have to help another person mm-hmm. to get through yeah. this. Mm. Yeah. And also we should mention they were actually looking for a little girl. Like whole yes, little girl. they yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, there's this little 10 year old girl called Peggy who's gone missing. And as soon as they, the old couple mentioned that to them, I was like, oh, well, she's been z- zapped by an mm. angel. Like, yeah. like I, instantly I was just like, well, yeah, that's clearly what's happened. Um, but yeah, I didn't like didn't like that old couple too much. The her 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 great aunt and uncle. I think that was whoever the point. they were. I think it probably was the point, but I it was to the point where I actually wrote in my notes uh, something up with old couple because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like them very much, and I was like, I want because there was that scene where like, you know, Yaz is trying to you know do the right thing and be like, okay what can you tell us about her that will help us find her? Like if we come across her, we might need to talk to her. If she doesn't feel like talking, what can, you know, what can you tell us? And then the old man was just not given an inch and just being like, what do you mean? Why do you need to know all this stuff? She's a 10 year old girl for God's sake, blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh my God, he was such a jerk. I think Yaz was just using her, um, her policing skills from the modern time and brought it back because she has that knowledge trying to use it in this instance um, back in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, that in that instance, you know, police weren't really that... Um, they didn't really get, gather that much information in terms of a missing person. Especially when it's a uh, child and... Um, yeah. And a child going through a traumatic um, experience as being lost and found. And on top of that being... <laughs> Being thrown back in time is also another yeah. nail in that years of therapy coffin, and yeah. and so yeah, he has is using her police skills in the nineteen sixties to an old guy from the nineteen sixties who's 
he's probably seen a lot of shit and is like, come on, buck up, step up a lift, and all that. I kind of like that dynamic. Yeah. Mm. And so trying to, you know, to trying to understand why this police officer wants information on how to find the the little girl was, you know, perplexing for them. So it's yeah. like, you don't need information. This is how old she is. She this is this is her name. Go find her. <laughs> I think those characters were looking on hindsight. Those characters were set up so they die, so so they can, because this is the first time we we get to know that you can't go, um, back in time by a weeping angel twice. Otherwise, you disintegrate. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's where I my first question comes up because. I watched a, a video on YouTube that kind of dissected the episode a bit and apparently like it's a that's a brand new thing yeah in in who and but it's also kind of breaking the rules a little bit maybe cuz like I don't know like maybe it's like something that why would it not have come up until now or has it like have people have people ever in the show been sent back twice before? No, um, <clears throat> no, not in one sitting. Um, I think because this is a a special, well, what would you call it? A, a special situation where uh, weeping angels are in the same place twice, but in two separate timelines, and they're trying to mm-hmm. find. Uh, Claire, but they know that they know they can pinpoint her in somewhere, somewhere in this particular timeline because they took, because they hit her and took her back, and ho- hoping she disintegrates for the second time. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit weird, and there's some history in this uh, place where um, the old. F- it's like an old folklore where one night everyone in the village disappeared and and they don't know why and it happened twice uh so sort of world building in that one yeah yeah so so it is a bit of a it may be a retcon because i can't remember um the sort of 11th Doctor era because they did a lot with the Weeping Angels. Um, and even the Statue of Liberty is a Weeping Angel. Who knew? Uh, that was weird. And, yeah, I can't remember if anyone actually went back twice and lived to tell the tale. Okay. Well, that being said, I thought it was a really well done and executed and, and uh, <laughs> very... Yeah, <laughs> just very, I don't know, very, it was very cool in the way it kind of played out with like, you know, the fact that they were, the old couple were being typical, you know, naysayers, even though they were literally just sent back by the angels. They knew something happened to them, but for some reason they, you know, just were like, oh, let's not listen to the people who are, you know, trying to tell us something. And then, you know, they walked in front and... Mm. Got zapped, but that was that was pretty horrifying. I think it was to watch. Yeah, I think it was just added stakes for Dan and Zaz not to do anything with the angels. Hmm. 
and, mm-hmm. and the kid as well. But essentially, yeah. this might be a two-parter, like where where these characters are. So yeah. stuff might happen in the next episode. I don't know. Yeah, most likely. I'm considering, um, you know, the angels ended up putting the uh, this village in a like you know sort of a lifting. They lifted it out of time and space. Yeah. Which is why that really cool effect of the characters finding the edge of the village <laughs> and just seeing seeing the like universe in front of them. Like that was pretty yeah, cool. That was a bit of an oh shit moment from me. It was like, ooh, closing in. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was something to do with the flux, to be honest. I think so too. But Yeah. Um it is to be seen. Where something is happen something is happening in this particular um, instance because the flux has yeah. happened and Earth is safe but this particular thing in in this point in this point of time is being disrupted uh, being just uh, interrupted by the weeping angels and we'll probably get to know more about about it in the in the coming two episodes and it's setting something huge up and mm. it's the annoying we don't know what. <laughs> mm. This is true. This is true. Um Yeah. Where would Well mm. Where mm-hmm. should we go from here? Um well, could we we go to to what Belle's up to? We haven't talked about Belle yet. Yeah, yeah. That was an interesting thing. I liked that they touched on the main story in the episode, mm. but it probably would have worked if they hadn't have as well, but I think they needed to. They probably didn't have time to, like, wedge it in next week, maybe. Because, like, next week's the second last episode already, so maybe they were like, let's just lay these breadcrumbs mm. now, set them up for next next week. But, but yeah. But I, I, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah. And the introduction introduction of a, a character who's pretty much uh, a surrogate refugee sort of ca- character of what what's the human race is actually happening and they're trying to find like stability stableness in this uh, post-apocalyptic universe at the moment and and the only savior is maybe the bad guy <laughs> and and we get and we already know what the um, the passengers are. So, it they're sort of collecting mm. souls, basically, and yeah, and that character is, um, yeah, trying trying to think, Neil from In Betweeners. Yeah, which I haven't seen In Betweeners, so I I um, I've never seen him before, but bit yeah. of fun. I would recommend it if you if you want to know what what boys are like, prepubescent stage, <laughs> and how gross we we okay. we all are, and were. Well, if it's <laughs> gross, if it's gross humor, it's not gross humor. It's just boys are gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good representation okay. of <sighs> just different types of 
boys growing up <laughs> trying yeah. to work out the world. Nice. Anyway, gold leather. Um, yeah. Well, I did like I did like um, the fact that you know Bell was trying to save him, and that's you know it's a and he wasn't he wasn't having it, even though she's trying to save him, and he just doesn't realize it yet. Um, you know, there's that old it's a you it's a trope that's been done a lot of like you know this guy's needing of saving but he just wants to because all he knows is that you know the flux has destroyed basically everything and as far as he's aware azura has promised a way out Mm. has promised sanctuary in a galaxy that's has life on it where people can actually live so um he doesn't know any better but because bell is who bell is she clearly knows um well she knows what a passenger is so that was that's interesting yeah, she enough. knows more um, than she lets on or the character lets on but i yeah 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 she clearly has some prior knowledge that we don't we're not aware of her having exactly um but i like the fact that you kind of understood where i think the guy's name was was it namika or namaka or something was was the dude's name yeah namika um yeah, but you kind of understood where he was coming yeah. from. Um, when there's a when there's a know. vacuum of um, instability, you turn to something. You turn to you think is right, and that goes for like history as well. Like, uh, not to be glib, but one of the reasons why Hitler went came to power is because because Germany was living in turmoil, like. Like being shunned by the rest yeah. of the world because of World War One, and and mm-hmm. um, their economy was tanking, and and people couldn't afford bread, and they were going through a recession, and they needed yeah. to turn to like quote unquote savior, and and history is is there. So yeah, unfortunately, vulnerable people do get fucked by um, people with not good intentions. And that goes, and that goes for history, and it will repeat itself forever and ever. So, not to be political for this TV show, but you know, no, it, it brought no. that. It's okay, and it's and, all right. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, Neil will come back. Ninamika. and he, yeah, yes, he plays, yeah. he plays an I, idiot in in between us. I'll just say, leave it at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's- okay. Well, I yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed his performance in this, and the the kind of moment where he, you know he's trying like Bell's trying to pull him away from Azure and Passenger before he, they get swept up in it. Um, that was pretty good. Like the visual of that like f- absorption field mm. kind of going out across the quarry was yeah yeah it was pretty good. It kind of reminded me of. Um- like the first few seasons of Doctor Who with that kind of visual effect. It looks a little looked a little old, but it it still worked. I I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's um harking back to original Doctor Who as well well of everything being set in a in a rock quarry because that always looks like mm. outer space and different planets. <laughs> and, yeah. And very cheap on location as well. Yes. I can imagine it would be. That's a good point. Question. Is Belle Welsh or Irish? Oh. Go. 
Her accent throws know. me so bad. I have no uh, idea. British. I think she's more <laughs> Irish. British. <laughs> yeah, British. There you go. No, I think she, I think she's. Yeah, Irish. I didn't really pinpoint it. But let's let's see where the actress is from and see if that will give us sure. a clue. I'm betting probably Irish. But I'm biased. Um, da, Probably da, Welsh. Da, da. Oh, I'm just scrolling It's probably down. cheating and saying down. UK. <laughs> it says nothing because she's not famous enough to have any listing Ooh. on anything. Well, after this series, she'll, she'll explode. Well, it would be on the main page. Yeah. No. Uh. See? I know, I know, um, I know my IMDb. <laughs> there is nothing, nothing on, her, on IMDb. Let's see what Google. I doubt she has a Wikipedia page. Uh, I'm on the, I'm on the, the Tardis fandom top. Dot com. Oh, she has an IMDb page. Irish. She's Northern yeah. Irish. Northern oh, Irish. Oh, she, there it is. She's Northern Irish. She has a fucking Wikipedia page, uh-huh. though, which is I did not. Northern expect. Ireland. She's yeah. Catholic. Mm. Don't don't start your car in the morning. <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's all right. I'm part Irish. I can make those jokes. You can. And I can, and I'm part Irish, and I can oh Lord <laughs> them. <laughs> oh Lordy Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lordy Lordy. Um, anyway. Uh, I love her accent for some reason. It's a, no, it's a it's great accent. Tasty. I like Belle quite a bit. Yeah, she's a good addition, and I like. Lo- I liked. You know what? We're actually skipping to the end, but um, one of my favorite moments in the episode was just actually Vinda's face when he l- saw the message from her. Yeah, his the smile on his face. I was like, oh my god! I hope someone looks at me like that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're so shit. in love. Holy shit! That was a look. That was, that was a fucking look. Um. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I like, I like, I like what's going on with them. And also yeah. a little tidbit, uh, tidbit, tidbit. Um, with that scene, that's like the second time Doctor Who has done a mid-credit scene. Yes, I was. Yeah, mm. I was going to ask you about that. They went all, they went all Marvel on us and uh, <laughs> gave us an extra scene. Gave us a mid-credit scene. Yeah, it's very glitchy. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was interesting. And the theme music sounded different as well. If. I loved that. Yeah. Very eerie. I loved that. Like yeah. I commented, what did I say? I think I just called it eerie. Yeah. Yeah, I was like credit music, silent and eerie. Back to credits and eerie music. And then <laughs> we get the teaser for next week. Yeah. I really, really liked that. Because it really kind of I mean, you know, jumping ahead to the end, but it really just kind of reinforced this holy fuck. Is the doctor an angel now? <laughs> Yeah. Like, what's going on with that? Like, this kind of... You can hear the music like it's coming from another room, almost, because the Doctor is encased in stone, yeah, maybe. Muffled. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's I, kind of the vibe I got. I, I was sitting there thinking, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. All of the no's. All of the I no's. have much concern for the Doctor. Much and many concern. Um, yeah. Yes. What else? What else can we talk about before we get to the, the you know the nitty gritty, r- 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 big stuff? Sure. Um, 
the the fellow who plays um, Professor uh, Jericho, uh, yes, Kevin McNeely, he, of course, he's been he, he's uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I've met him. Oh, you've met him. Met yeah, him. I met him at a convention. Oh. he's a very very nice man. Yeah. <laughs> I will say stick to the code. <laughs> stick to the code. You can't yeah, like you him. can't wake up a man when he's sleeping. It's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, him. Uh, I had a feeling I recognized him somewhere. I'm like, I know that face. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is not his first time in Doctor Who. He's also oh, really? been in Classic Who uh, called The Twin Dilemma, which is the first episode, well, first story of the sixth doctor so he's been been around since the 80s oh wow he's been in a lot of shows oh yeah he's also um yeah. i've seen him and in movies. uh he's in the first episode of bottom he play ah he, oh. he own he's the uh uh proprietor of a sex shop <laughs> <laughs> random yeah he's in a lot of what a British TV. Yeah, he's in Downton Abbey. Apparently he was in a few episodes of Supernatural. I don't know if that was the Supernatural show that you're thinking of. I'm hoping it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is, which is why I didn't mention um, it. Because see, it says 2011. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, Dang. So That's a different Supernatural. No, it is oh. our Supernatural. What? It is our Supernatural. But it said 2011 From when it. he started, that's, not from when the show started. That's confusing. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Gold Leader, we really, we really just... I feel like we need to get to the end of this. Yes. Or we're never going to end it. Sure. Because we keep we keep getting distracted nice. by everything else. Okay. So, um, but anyway, so I... Uh, the scene where the, do- the Doctor goes inside... Claire's mind mm. um, because Claire has started showing symptoms of turning into a weeping angel yeah. which is which for me as someone who's never seen that before I don't know if that's a new thing or an old thing but that was really creepy the um, rubbing of the eyes and sand coming out is, is was one because Amy uh, had the same thing oh did she become an angel at some point I can't remember the episode but I remember that thing she oh. i think i think she was picturing a, a, a an angel in her mind because she's because it's the first time she saw it and she's terrified of it and yeah i can't remember the episode sorry everyone i'm not that good of a doctor no who, no who episode. no no <laughs> <Aficionado>. <laughs> that's okay yeah just 11th doctor version uh, seasons were just a blur to me <laughs> <laughs> what fair enough yeah. But I, I know it's everyone's sort of like jumping on to because everyone loves Matt Smith. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I started from the first season of the new series. So I started with Eccleston. No, no, no. But a lot of people <laughs> like ju- jumped on with the Matt Smith because that's, that's when it was like getting really popular in America. And ah. that's why a lot of episodes were, were, were in America. So, you know, it's all good. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, but I liked I liked this scene um, where we finally got to you know hear from the uh, the angel inside of Claire. Um, yeah, because they don't usually talk. No, 
this is yeah we heard we heard the angel talk th- through claire in her mind and then one of them also used professor jericho's voice against him spoke back to him with his own voice that mm. was pretty creepy too mm. um yeah but um but yeah there's discussion of uh you know the well finding out what the fuck is going on so you know this is our exposition point where we find out that the the angels is hiding from all the other angels um and this quantum extraction thing has happened so that they could find her and catch her um and the angels are all working for division which i don't really know much much at all about mm. um so, <laughs> sorry, you look like you were going to say something, yes. and then I Divi- ah, the division internet connection. No, it's all right. It's the division uh, was was talked about in the previous season, and it all ties in with the uh, re- uh, renegade doctor, the fugitive doctor, and she was part of the division, uh, pretty much against her will, and that's the reason why she you she uh, in that particular episode. Um, she was living a life on Earth uh, as a human, and just to run, just to get away from them because they were using her as as a sort of pro- proxy of of getting uh, nefarious things uh, to happen within within time and space. So, a sort of like a secret service division of called the division, and it looks like they. They had uh, the Judoon, which is a species of rhino people, and also mm. now with this episode, they had they had a team of weeping angels, which is weird because they were weeping angels are out for themselves, basically, and and how and we don't know why they actually cho- chose like you know enemy of the enemy of. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Why why are these angels working for the division? Yeah, and now that's a question mark. And and um, and this is and this is also uh, harking back of the previous episode of why the Doctor is looking back in her past. Now this is uh, the fugitive Doctor is in her past and not her future. And that's and also Catavista is there as well, and he was part of the division as well for at a time yeah. at the same time as the fugitive doctor and that's why the uh, Jody Whittaker's doctor is trying to get information from him because he knew her he knows as when she was the fugitive doctor yes and so the division wants the doctor back yeah cuz the angel tells you know tells the doctor that it it knows stuff about you know, the her past the, and the memories that were taken from her, which I yeah. thought was an interesting choice of words. So, like, someone's deliberately prevented the Doctor from remembering this stuff. Yeah, and that was from Timeless um, Child as well. And the yeah. reason why she can't, she couldn't remember her being the Timeless Child and as well as being yeah. uh, in the division as the Fugitive Doctor. Like, her, yeah. her memories were taken from her. And the only remnants of memory was in. <laughs> you may joke about this, but the 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 Matrix when they did their little trip into the Matrix and actually, and the Master found fa- found out. 
yeah. more about the Doctor than than she did. So, yeah. And interesting stuff. And having said that, I'm guessing this this is going to be the solar question of this particular season of trying uh, of talking about the Doctor and her time with the Division and hopefully by the end of this season it's going to be all tied up and finished and we don't need to talk about it ever right. again. In in two more episodes. In two more episodes as well as the two... Um, two? No, three. Maybe three um, specials okay. in the new so year. So you're including the specials with this? Yes. I'm thinking more of the yeah. specials. I'm thinking this is probably going to okay. focus more on the flux and with um and swarm then the specials and, will happen. and all, all that but i think they're sort of sort of piggybacking on this season to talk about the talk about the fugitive doctor as well as the timeless child and everything is going to be nicely fitted into a bow but being chris chipnell it may be lackluster so i'm preparing something not spectacular just suitable of an explanation on what the timeless child is okay but still i was i was shocked that the doctor turned into an angel i thought yeah oh shit that's finite yeah well because like all that happens at the end so basically the um the the the, the rogue angel decides to give up the doctor to to the division instead of themselves like it makes a deal right yeah with the with the angels that are coming for it's like i've got the doctor and so they get which i think is why the at the end when i love that fucking in the cave with all the hands coming through yeah oh my god that creeped me the hell out (laughs) it was very very creepy like i do not want to go through that cave ever no but that Ooh, was very, I can think of was... something to do for Halloween. Oh, God, a cave no. of hands. Yep. <laughs> a cave of hands. Concrete hands. Concrete hands coming in. Um, but that was a great scene. and then, But then the fact that it ended with, um, you know, Claire made it out alive, but then Jericho got sent back to 1901, and then the Doctor was, like, figuring her way out of it, but then the angels didn't come for her, and I'm guessing that's because... They were aware of the trap that was being set, I guess, maybe, or maybe because they were trying to do the deal of getting their way. I don't know. I'm thinking that when the doctor was un- underground, Claire was already being captured by yeah. the angels, and so the angels were talking. It's like, hey, I know something. Oh, you know something? Cool. Let's do. Yeah, let's do this yeah. deal. And that is why um, when the Doctor turned, uh, the doctor, uh, the angels didn't go for her because yeah. they knew she was fucked anyway. So That freaked me out, though. Mm. When she like, she, like, started running, I'm like, fuck. And then she stopped to turn back. I was like, don't stop. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> this is freaky. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Um, I didn't see the, the, the twist coming and then the fact that, you know, all they had to say was, you are recalled to division and she starts 
turning into stone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? As an angel. I don't know. As an angel. Like, how does that... How How is that being her sent... Like, how? Can some... Anyone? Anyone have any answers? How does no. this work? Michael, do you have any any ideas on how this works? Well... How she's an angel now, but not an angel, or how, how this... Wherever the division is, how does this get the doctor there? And I'm thinking uh, the division has worked with the doctor before, and they they would probably know more about her than than she does now. So that would mean whatever form she takes, being being a time lord, being a uh, a weeping angel or a jadoon. Or or an Ood. We get to see Ood's next week. Sweet. Yay! And Unit as well. Sweet. Kate Stewart's coming back. Um, I I don't think they they would be fussed if if the Doctor was an angel or not. They still have the Doctor on on their side. Well, being used against her will, and. Hmm. It's still it's still a big question mark, but I'm thinking. Okay. But I'm, but I'm thinking uh, whatever it takes, they've got the doctor back. In any for- form yeah, that right. they have, so, and they still haven't explained what what the div- what the division does. Is, is yeah. it good? Is it for evil? When was when was the division introduced? Fugitive Doctor. So last season. Yeah. Right. So you, you, you got some homework to do, Kendall. Mm. Yeah, it looks like there were some episodes that didn't find their way onto the list yeah. that I need to watch. Well, I didn't. I didn't expect it to. To you didn't expect it to come up. I had a theory that they probably talk talk about the um, timeless child aspect yeah. of it, but I was thinking maybe they'll leave the fugitive doctor out of it maybe but it looks like it's all going to be all it's going to be all yeah it's going to be all it's all yeah all connected maybe if i get if i get time i'll try and watch because is it is it one episode or two episodes or three uh two two spoilers alert alert for the first first one we get to find out that this character that we've been helping and following is the doctor so yeah okay that's interesting all right so, so I'm sure I'll enjoy. So, it. according to your friend, yes, you you've been watching it in the wrong order. Yeah, <laughs> but this is Doctor Who. You get you can say, hey, it's time travel. You get to find out <laughs> exactly. stuff before before you watch it. Exactly right. <laughs> um, and I'm still enjoying it regardless. Yay! That's good because so. it's crazy. I was very crazy. I was a bit worried about the last episode. I was like, is this too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Like I'm not, you know, I'm a, I love sci-fi, so. Um, but it was it was just a bit. Last week was a bit all over the shop, but but this this week was yeah it was good. Um, Fulia, do you have any thoughts on the way the episode ended before we wrap up? Uh, let's just say my jaw dropped and I was very shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was not expecting any of that, and as you know. 
the doctor was transforming into the weeping angel. I was just like, no, no, this is not going to be good. Oh, we are in trouble now. Yep. <laughs> How is we the doctor going to get out of this one? Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of those happening in this in this season. Yeah. Just every episode happens to end on something that looks like the doctor can't get out of it. I will say, though, the way that she looks as a weeping angel is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see. I can't wait. She to see. she's her own version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to see the cosplay <laughs> of the of the thirteenth Doctor as a weeping angel. Yeah. Now, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, be very cool. Yeah. All right. Any any final thoughts, Mike? Or you 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 said all you would like to say? Yes, a couple. Um, in this episode, uh, when the Doctor said uh, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, I squeed. Oh really? Is that a, is that a reference to a thing? That's a thing in Doctor Who. I don't know why. It, it's just a... it's been around since the third Doctor. Oh okay. Yeah, like the reverse of the polarity of the neutron flow. flow. So the TARDIS is free from the force <laughs> field now. It it also hap- It they also say it in the um, uh, day of the Doctor as well. And, oh, okay. And also nice uh, when the Doctor says contact. Uh, when when she's um, channeling with Claire, that's a, another thing in Doctor Who as well. Especially with, especially in the th- um, the three Doctors, which is an episode for the tenth anniversary, where uh, Doctor Two and Doctor Three meet for the first time, and and so so they need to find out what's been happening. And instead of having a huge <laughs> Instead of having a huge um, uh, um, retelling of the story, they just say contact, contact, and they and and now their memory memories have merged into one. So, yeah, interesting um, uh, uh, technique for for not divulging something that we've already seen. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Also, there was another thing. Um, what was it? The contact, the reverse of the polarity of the neutron flow. Um, I think that's it. The little bits that I really enjoyed. Um, mm. Nice. Yes. Some Doctor Who Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Also, when uh, the Doctor is taking out things in her pockets and putting them in Claire's hand... That that's a thing as mm. well. The doctor just has crap in in their jacket. It, that's very Tom Baker. Ah, because in one episode where where he's being interrogated, um, he says, "Turn out your pockets," and he's just there for about five minutes, just taking out stuff like a banana, a yo-yo, a bag, a bag of. It's like it's like the Mary Poppins of trench coats. Yeah, it's just trash. <laughs> he has. <laughs> Big old trash, and and also a bag of je- uh, jelly babies as well, which is a, um, a fourth Doctor trope. He always asks people if they want a jelly baby, because if you low on <laughs> blood sugar. But yeah. you know, because of Stranger Danger, that doesn't really help. Like the strange tall man in a huge scarf is offering you sweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't all depends on the context. Uh. Yeah. But if it's the doctor, it's yeah. fine. 
It's just fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. All right. I think that might wrap it up mm-hmm. for our discussion. Love it. Of Do- Doctor Who Flux Chapter 4, Village of the Angels. And Very good episode. That was our reflux. Enjoyable. That was our reflux. God, I wish I'd remembered that at the, at the top. <laughs> reflux. Our Doctor Who reflux. The flux. Our review yes. of flux. flux. Our reflux. Yes. <laughs> our reflux. <laughs> it's good. Um, cool. Well, popcorn culture is done. And before we go, uh, Fulia and I have a very cool thing to plug. Would you like to tell everyone what that is? Yeah. So um, this uh, month we decided to watch our favorite celebrity. In well, First off, it's the monthly. For the monthly. You didn't say what it was. You just yes. went into it. <laughs> Sorry. For the monthly at Winner Friends. Yes. We <laughs> sat down to discuss um, the awesomeness that is the show of um, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Season two. Season two is out. Yes. Disney Go watch Plus. it on Disney+. Plus. Um, we had so much fun discussing the episodes. Yep. Um, it was a good episode. Of, was, of the podcast yes the podcast was a lot of fun really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um and now we're just hoping that there's more episodes of the show hopefully because there's a very short season it was a very short season <laughs> we want more <laughs> we were left wanting more so we want we want to see the world through jeff's eyes yes yes more more jeff goblin please yes yeah, more. More. <laughs> give me more Yes, um, but yeah, go check that out now. Yes, so that podcast is now available on all of your podcast feeds. Yeah. Um, so go check it out. Yeah, do it. But apart from that, I I think that's a wrap on the show. Yeah. For this week. And, and that, that was a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Production. Yeah. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I'm prehistoric a man living in a Jurassic world, Michael Lister. <laughs> and, and you just you experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called French. I suppose. <laughs> mm. <laughs> remember to eat beef. Yep. And remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and it's time for me to go poop. It's time for sleep. <laughs> and with that, remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, flush all of the course, bad shit away. All <laughs> the bad shit is gone. <laughs> gone, 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 gone. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Recyclable toilet paper. How does that feel? <laughs> and. Do you have